Alrighty, I want to welcome everybody back to a brand new episode of Let's Talk Local. My name is Chris Hollifield. I am your host. This is my podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for uh, coming and joining in and downloading the show, for uh, subscribing, for resubscribing, for for coming back after uh, that six-month hiatus of uh, not releasing any podcast episodes. But uh, I'm back. I'm here to stay. And uh, I'm not going anywhere. You know, I love I love podcasting. I've been I've been doing podcasting now for 11 years. This month is actually my 11 year anniversary month. So I don't think I'm going anywhere. I I, I really love the art of podcasting. I love the idea of uh, talking with you guys and connecting with you guys and sharing awesome stories. Hey, on uh, this week's episode, this is a really really cool conversation, a fun conversation. It's actually a listener of the podcast. Chris Sarine joins me. He comes into the podcast studio here, and uh, we're talking Utah photography. He's a Utah photographer, and uh, he takes all kinds of fun photos. Um, you know, he's he's taken uh, all kinds of like abandoned buildings, cemeteries, uh, different uh, famous movie spots here in Utah. We actually talk about that in this episode, as well as his camera setup and uh, what got him interested in photography and all of that. But uh, I do want to mention, he's actually hosting a really cool event on September 30th at 3 p.m. at the uh, Salt Lake Cemetery. So if you want to go out and take some pictures with him, reach out to Chris, uh, Chris Sarine, and let him know that uh, you're interested and let him know that you heard him on the Let's Talk Local and that you want to go take uh, some photos with him at the Salt Lake Cemetery. But before we get into that conversation, I want to quickly mention that I wanna invite each and every one of you out to uh, some of my future events that my real estate team hosts. You know, we got some uh, really fun events throughout the year that you can invite the whole family out to. And I would love to see each one of you there. Like I know here in uh, October, the end of September, uh, beginning of October, I believe, we're gonna be going to the pumpkin patch. And I wanna make sure that each one of you guys get an invite to that. You know, come out and get a free pumpkin and come hang out with me and, and You know, I'd love some uh, hugs and high fives and all of that. But uh, all you got to do is send me your email address. Uh, You can DM it on Facebook, Instagram. You can text it to me at 801-244-2908. But get me your email address and I will get you on that list uh, to make sure you get invited to any events that uh, we got going on uh, this upcoming year or, or next year, as well as any giveaways and whatnot. So anyway, like I mentioned, Chris Sarine is on this episode. This is a fun conversation, you guys. So let's get into it. Here we go. How are you doing? Let's just, I, I like to start right there, man. Like how, we're recording this on Father's Day, actually. How was your Father's Day? I know you asked how mine was, and I, and I kind of asked how yours was. But now for the sake of the recording, Chris, let's talk a little bit about being dads. Sounds Because I know you love being a dad. It, it, I do. Yeah. How, and how many kids do you even have? I have I have three kids, two boys and a girl. Yeah. Two boys and a girl. And my oldest is 14. My youngest is, she just turned six a couple days after Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you know, that, that can kind of lead me into uh, what I, I want to talk to you about your photography. Okay. Right. So, you know, we've been, we've been, uh, you, you reached out uh, quite a while back. You've been a listener of uh, I Am Salt Lake. 
And then, you know, we've uh, developed our own friendship through, through I, I don't even know how long it's been, you know, not, not, not a super long time. Let's say about a year, yeah. close to a year. Uh, but one thing I really enjoyed is your photography. And I'm not just saying that. I, I genuinely, photography, I don't know if you know much of my story of even how I got into podcasting was through photography. Oh, really? Um, and so that's where I am eager to talk to you because you do a lot of similar stuff. If you go back to the, in the I Am Salt Lake Instagram account, like back in 2012, 2011, that's, that's the kind of photos I was taking on oh, there. Wow. And that's what led me into starting podcasting. But we're not here to talk about me, obviously. I want to talk about what even got you into photography. Oh, it's kind of a long story. If, yeah, no, man, know. dude, we're, we're, we're here at a pod. Dude, we're comfortable. Let's, let's talk and find out about this. All right, sounds good. Um, what got me into is my dad from as long as I can possibly even remember, always, 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 he had a camera with him. Okay. Always wanted to document everything we were doing as kids. Now, we did a lot of, like, pretty interesting things when we were kids. Like, he was, my dad served in the Army, so we spent a lot of time in Germany, a lot of time in Texas, and he retired in 95, Seattle area, so that's why I come from Seattle. Um, but he would always have a camera with him. He always wanted to document us, us visiting cool places, going to Cancun, Los Angeles, Utah, even, um, Canada, everywhere. He wanted to have cameras with us. I just had an interest in how it all worked and how it all had to do it all. Now was he now was he doing like film cameras or was, was this cameras. digital? No, this is film cameras. This is dating back to the eighties. Okay, okay. All the way back to the eighties. If you, if anybody can remember the eighties. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a bit of a blur, but <laughs> exactly. I might have been a little too young to remember that. <laughs> but um I think the thing that pushed me over though for photography is my when I was in junior high, then in one of my science classes, we for like two weeks, we were practicing with developing our own photos in a photo lab in a dark room and everything and i just thought it was like the coolest thing being able to you know like copy the picture or like a i forget how you what you call it but you would copy the image into a piece of paper put it through all the all the liquids the nitrogen or the all the uh like like if you were processing film like exactly. in a dark room exactly. in a dark room yeah 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 exactly I forget what the processor what they look no, like no I know it's been years I did that years ago too but exactly. it's a lot of fun exactly it was mid mid to late nineties so yeah long, long time ago I don't even know if people do that anymore I I hope they do I know that Alan's cameras are in State Street they still develop okay they still develop film if you still have any of that but that whole process I was like this thing is just cool it's awesome I want to be able to do this on my own I just couldn't have a camera, you know, but with it, with it being the nineties, no one really had a cell phone in the pocket. You can't really carry a camera or anything like that with you. Sure. Or anything like that. So fast forward a little bit to, I want to say about 2002, 2003 or something like that. Um, I actually get, ended up getting my first camera. It was a film camera. It was just like a little point and shoot camera. And I started, started taking pictures of random, just, just random things and stuff like that. Uh, I was, um, my hometown, Back in the Seattle area, I just took pictures of all these different like buildings just, just for the fun of it, just because. Um, and then I ended up serving a two-year LDS mission okay. like, in Germany, actually. Wow. Back in, back in the same 
I seems, got a little. I got German blood in me. I have a tiny bit, but, okay. I, but I'm half Dutch through my mom. Okay, so okay. one country over. Was that was that fun? To I mean, two years in Germany. It I was, mean, I'm a little sidetrack here. Yeah, but. yeah. It, it was it was a different world. I just completely love Germany, but I've seen Germany from both sides. Being yeah. on, being on a mission and also with my dad being in the military. I spent sure. six years before that. Both of my sisters are actually born out there. Okay, and um, so I go out there. I had my little I had my little film camera for about eighteen months of just taking random pictures of all the like cathedrals. Um, this is while you were on your mission. This is while I was on my mission. Sure. Exactly. And then I even got to uh, visit the little playground. I played out when I was a kid when my grandparents were there, over there too. <laughs> so I was able to go there to that. And then I was able to find some old pictures from when I was a kid and compare that to when I was there the last time. And then when I got home from my mission, then I had noticed that a lot of the places in my hometown were just we're just different. So luckily I had some old pictures of it. I went back and started like comparing them like then and now, like then and now types of pictures. And I was just take by like, by the time I got hit 18 months of my mission, I had a digital camera. So I went back and took as many pictures as I can as I could to compare old pictures I had to, to new pictures, to newer pictures. This is like 2005, 2005, 2006. And, um, and that's actually what kind of launched it for me a little bit. And then, um, Got married, just didn't really do much of that for a few, for probably like the few first few years my wife and I were married. I didn't really do a whole lot of that. Um, uh, of taking pictures. Of, of taking pictures of stuff like that. Just, just because you were busy newlyweds, I guess. Yeah. Newlyweds, just getting settled in and career-wise and stuff like that, trying sure. Sure, yes, you know how you know how that goes, dude. I in hobbies always get on the back burner, man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then I want to say about. Roughly 2014, 15 is when I started getting really back, really back into it. Started up a YouTube channel, did that for a few years, and then. So wait, are, are you? So you're still doing a YouTube channel then? Long story short, no, <laughs> no. What, so what were you doing on your YouTube? Was it vi- video? It was video. It was um, through your digital camera. You were taking pictures or video through that. Okay. Exactly, I was taking uh, video through that, and I, ended, I eventually got a little GoPro just because it's easier to carry around sure is waterproof so just in case it rained i had that camera still um basically what i was doing with that is i was just going around provo provo orm that whole area um and just kind of like you know shooting cool things that to do down here um filming locations for movies um footloose is a popular one down here sure um and that's all I'm, in payson right isn't that payson, payson some of it is in provo some of it is Actually, here in Lehigh as well, too. I should do an episode on that, like that somehow. Would, I don't know how I would do it. it. Might be a solo episode, but that could be a fun because I don't even know much about all of that. To yeah. be honest with you, exactly. And even there's even a few filming locations of Dumb and Dumber here, yeah, in Orm and Provo. You probably seen. Oh, some I, of I don't know Orm and Provo. I know Salt Lake. Yeah, there's a couple like um, All Red Orchards right there in University in Provo. Okay, you can just catch a quick glimpse, like a split second, in the scene where Harry is. Uh, not Harry, but Lloyd is driving Mary to the airport. Is actually in the background. You see all red orchards through the back window. Huh. So I caught that. My friend, a friend of mine, actually, who still does a YouTube channel, Jacob Barlow. You made. Yeah, my, I know Jacob. Yeah, not yeah. like personally, but through through the internet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you may know who he is. He does a lot of this stuff too, and that's how I found out about that. Actually, so I had to go back and I was able to capture a screenshot and get it to the right angle and get the right picture of all red orchards from the viewpoint of, in the limo. And also the part in the beginning of the movie when Harry is in his, uh, I guess you say, shagging wagon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is driving the dogs to the dog show. 
Okay. There's, there's a scene where he is launched over a bump. Yeah. That's right here in North Orm. Okay. Okay. And, I got to go back and watch this movie now. And I got the screenshot matched up to the scene too. But nowadays it looks so much more different than, than, than sure. it was in 1993, four when the movie came, when the movie came out. Dude, that's one thing, and I'm glad you've actually brought this up because that's one thing I love about your photography is the before and after, you know, then and now. Especially, oh my gosh, talk about the difference with everything. Like, I swear the last couple of years, th- this state has changed. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. E- even just since 2020. Oh, yeah. Like, the amount of people that have come here, the buildings that have gotten demolished, the the... What about the prison? Did you get much photography of the prison somehow? Like like before they moved much of that? I don't know that, how you would have. That is so hard because the best viewpoints of the old prison site is right there from I-15. I- yeah, by it really, it's just hard. It's just with how much traffic go from Salt Lake to Utah County right there. Yeah. It's just it's hard to do that when you get to the front of the road that's right between I-15 and then where the prison yeah. used to be. It's just hard to get a picture from that, in my opinion, unless you have like a drone, which I don't have. I, but then again, when it comes to drone footage – photography it might be a little harder to get because i think there's a little bit more legalities legalities to it exactly don't you need like a license for drones you do and then also you can't really i guess you can say you're still trespassing in some of the airspace too so it could be a little it's a little tougher to get around when it comes to drone photography. yeah no because it's still like weirds me out man and it's i know it's been a minute but every time i drive past the 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 prison there at the point of the mountain or the where it used to be i mean it's obviously not there now seeing that just pretty much demolished the way it is i don't know when the last time you drove past, well you, you drive trucks so you probably all the time it, almost five days a week at least because i drive i uh you know i live here in orange yeah. and then i drive north salt lake to go to work yeah. So it's a long drive. So I yeah. drive by it almost every day. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, dude, just, and so I love what, back to, uh, back to what I originally was saying, the documentation I think is so important. And that's even with, with this podcast that I've tried to do where it's like, uh, or well, let's say I am Salt Lake. I mean, obviously I'm kind of working on a different, it, it's the same podcast, but, but, uh, just the documentation through the years. Because when I started podcasting in 2012, this area was a much different place. I think I think there was definitely even a lot more influence on each other. I mean, not that there isn't now. But anyway, so so your photography, I, sorry, I kind of kind of sidetracked a little bit there. Where, what, you were, you're, so you're taking pictures, you're taking videos on your YouTube thing. You're posting the videos of, 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 of like movie. When did you like... So you stopped doing YouTube. I stopped around because of 20- time, because of time, or or what? Well, what had happened? This is also kind of another story. I kind of want to touch on a little bit um, because legality issues. Just when you document stuff like this, it's just you want to be able to make sure you do it in a safe, legal way. You know what I mean? What like like what do you mean by that? So what what happened? In, well, in my experience, what I happened around twenty seventeen. If, I think it was about June of 2017. I was right here in Provo down at the old Plumtree Plaza. Okay. Okay. And um, there's that old movie theater that used to be there. Okay. The Provo, the Provo yeah. Movies A. So I was there. I was. Dude, I th- spent so much time at that movie theater <laughs> I, back in the day. I did too. When my wife and I first moved here, it's a new place, new site. You know, my, we had a newborn. Our oldest was only like six, seven, eight months old. You know, and being still being kind of new to marriage and, 
you know, we wanted to go have some cheap dates. So we would go to that theater. It was like, what? It was like, so two. you were taking your camera in there and recording the movies? I was not doing that. <laughs> I'm but just kidding. I'm just giving you our Tempting, time. but no. <laughs> As I said, you were going to run into legal issues yeah, there. That, that, that for sure. Yes, yeah. for sure. Um, the whole incident, this, this all happened after the theater had, had already closed. Okay. So there were some construction workers there. I think they were prepping the site to be demolished. Sure. Um, so I went over there, and this is kind of like in the height of my YouTube career, quote unquote. Uh-huh. Um, I went to the construction worker. I was like, "Hey, I would like to. I'm interested in going into the movie theater to go walk around and do some filming in there. Would it be okay with you if you can, if I could do that?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I have no problem with that. Doing that right now to to go inside uh, to go inside to film because I didn't want to go in anywhere where I didn't have permission to go into because you know I don't want to be." charged with like trespassing so at this time the building was shut down closed. it was er- shut every- down closed. everything everything exactly okay um so i asked the construction worker do you mind if i go in there and go do some filming i'm not gonna do anything wrong or anything like that so he's like yeah sure go ahead um i was like okay i'm gonna come back here tomorrow morning it's tomorrow the next day being a sunday morning um i was like do you mind leaving the door open or unlocked for me he's like yeah sure i wouldn't no problem you know oh wow i was like okay cool this is all this is awesome you know because that's the kind of stuff i'm into documenting stuff like that close down stuff just to document it um because well of course the building's not gonna be there anymore you know it's just kind of nice to have like a little video or picture sure. of something that used to be there and then eventually something will be replaced or we'll replace that so i go there the next morning it's probably like seven or eight o'clock in the morning my kid's we're still in bed, so I made sure that they were still in bed. My wife was home. They, she knew that that she would have the kids, and I'll go do this film. So I go film it, and I'm walking around. I have my flashlight and my GoPro with me. I'm filming. I'm probably there about an hour, no more okay. than no more than an hour, just filming. And nobody else is there. And nobody else. Is there. He left the door unlocked. He left the door unlocked. I left the door unlocked. Didn't do anything. Okay. So then I go there. I get all the footage you need. Record it. I I, I record document. I edited my video and I have it up that afternoon. So it was up in public for roughly, I want to say about a month, month and a half. The following month, we were actually going home back onto the Seattle area to go visit my family up there. Sure. And about two day, two or three days before that happened, we get a police officer show up at our door. No kidding. From the Provo Police Department. Okay. Um, I'm not going to release any names. No, just no, no, no. Yeah. I still have all this written down on a piece of paper just sure. so I can document times and stuff like that. Anyways, he searched me with some court, with a court summons. No way. I was like, what is this about? Like for what? At that point, they I mean, basically they served you paper. Yeah. They yeah. served me paper. I was like, what is this for? You know, he tells me, I don't know. I just need to come to the court. And that day it's like sometime in October. Sure. So I, I go and so like, the, the paper doesn't even tell you what it's about. Not at all. It's just that I had to show up in court on a certain day. Wow. Okay. Much. So I was like, okay, I show up, ask for ask for an attorney for, just to help because I wanted to have it, you know, because I didn't know what it was for. And I think I called multiple times to figure out what exact what exactly it was for. Sure. And so I. Go, you're probably sweating bullets. Cause I am because I have no idea. What, I've never been in trouble with the law before. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing on my record. I might have a car accident. But that's it. Sure. <laughs> but uh, so then. Uh, he, uh, the judge asks that we come back. I think it was, I want to say it was the Monday after Thanksgiving that year, 2017. Okay. So I had to get that day off of work. I go, I go in. You still don't know what it's about. I still, well, by this point I actually figured out it was because of that video. Okay. It was because of the video I took 
And I show up about an hour before I was actually supposed to be in court. I, I talked to the attorney that was there. I showed him all the pictures I'd taken, all the video I had taken. It was like, all I was doing is just taking pictures and taking the video. That's all it was for. So then he's like, I even had everything timestamped. Cause I put everything on the Flickr just so I can like, you know, have the public sure. timestamp sure. on there. So that way they can get all my times right. Cause on the court summons, it said on or around July 3rd, it was like, no, that's not right. Right after that, I knew that was not right because I had all that detailed writing down. Or I had all that detail written down on a piece of paper. And even on my timestamp, it was a month prior to what the, the actual court summons said. So right then and there, I was like, something's not right. Just something doesn't seem, just something doesn't seem sure. right to me. So then the attorney, he looks through all that. He's like, he asked me, he's like, why are you even here? And I told him, I was like, I was hoping you would have an answer for me because I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing, you know? Uh. So then he's like, okay, just go and wait and go to the courtroom, go wait for. Your what? attorney was telling you that. Yeah, right? my yeah, attorney yeah, was yeah, telling yeah, me, he's yeah. like, go ahead and go into the courtroom, just wait for the judge to call uh. your name. And then I was like, okay, I'm still sweating bullets. Sure. And maybe roughly like five minutes later, five minutes before the judge calls my name, the, the the attorney pulls me aside. He's like, I made some phone calls. They're willing They're willing to go ahead and drop the charges against you or dismiss, dismiss them. I was like, thank God. Sure. <laughs> I was like, because <laughs> he's like, they're, I talked to a few people and they just want, they basically just wanted to scare the crap out of you. I was like, well, I did it. <laughs> so it's because, so you because because you went into this movie theater and took video. Mm-hmm. Somehow they found out it was you. How well I guess connected to your account. I don't even know how they got my number. I don't even know how they got the, my real name at this point because I didn't go by my real name. I went sure. by Chris the Shriner Dog. Is yeah. my it was my YouTube name. That's the one I went off of, and I hit, so I had no idea how they how they got my name. Or even have like IP addresses or something like there that. There might have been that might have been the case, but either way, I don't. I'm it not goes sure. I'm not. to show the law is going to find you, man. That's <laughs> exactly the thing, the, what you can't hide, man. It, like, exactly. And I was able to prove that there was broken. There was broken glass in the building already. There was already, you know. Graffiti. Oh, were they trying to say you broke the glass? They were trying to put it on me. And luckily, I had enough B-roll footage to prove to them that I had nothing to do with any of that. Because I had do- I had been documenting the Plum Tree Plaza since at least 2014, 2015. I don't sell any of my photography for any kind of commission or any kind of payment. I just do it recreationally. Sure. I mean, because that's, that's something that interests me. You know, and then so luckily the case got dismissed. I still did it. I still did YouTube for maybe an- roughly another year here and there. But dude, that would shake anybody up, man, to like not want to do it anymore, man. It would, because like that, dude. If that would have happened, because I, I used to love going into abandoned buildings and and like kind of even get that creepy ghost vibe type oh, yeah. thing, you know. But dude, if something like that happened to me, I'd be like, I'll find a new <laughs> hobby, man. I'm too old for this. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't have any time. I got kids at home. I want to take yeah. Care. And at that time, my daughter was probably two or three months old. Yeah. So she was a newborn. <laughs> well, what were they? What like? Were they were they threatening jail time or a fine or did it not get to that point? yet? It did not get to that point yet, but doing a l- little bit of research, it could have come up to that point. Maybe like thirty to forty days of jail time, <sighs> or maybe like a fifteen hundred, two thousand dollar fine or something like that. So, what did they say you should have done? Like, I mean, just not done it. I guess probably just not done it. But I didn't get point get the when the so when the judge called me up, the attorney came up. And said the city wanted to dismiss these charges. Um, 
and it basically went to that. And the judge said, "All right, charges dismissed, pending pre- uh, prejudice." Which, which uh, I asked the attorney what that what that what exactly what that was supposed to mean. Like I, he's like he leans over, like you basically can't get in trouble with the law for the next two years because if you do, they could bring these charges up against you again. And I was confused by that because I was like, wouldn't that be double? Wouldn't that be like a double jeopardy or something like that? You know? Yeah. But I was like, he's like. He's listening to so Basically, just don't get in trouble again. Yeah, they're like, basically right. just they they want to see like if if you you know so when I was a teenager, the the, the only times I ever got in tr- I, I got trouble shoplifting mm-hmm. when I was a teenager, and and I do I mean I was I was almost eighteen and 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 not quite quite an adult yet, but I do remember a very similar thing kind of. Now, granted, I was I was a minor, but but they just kind of want to see like. Is this guy going to start coming in and out of the system? You know what I mean? At least that's the way I think. Yeah. That would make sense. I mean. Yeah. 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 And then, so basically from then on, I I just didn't really want to, I didn't want to put my family through that anymore. So I just, that's, that was pretty much it for the whole YouTube experience yeah. for me. Um, I still follow a few people. I'm friends with Adam DeWoo. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. No. He's, well, he, may, well, maybe I am. I don't know. He is a YouTuber out of um, the Florida area, actually. Okay. Um, he was the bass player for, who was a Guttermouth for a little while, if you okay. know who Guttermouth I, I'm, I, mean, I'm, I know who they are, never like big in my music rotation or yeah. anything. I mean, a great band, but yeah. yeah. He was a he was the bass player for them for a little while. Okay. Um, so sometimes when he comes out to YouTube, we'll meet like once, maybe. Like, we met a couple times. Very cool. Met him at the, at the world's first KFC yeah, yeah, franchise story. Yeah, right, I don't know right, if right you there. want to call it the first KFC in the world because he's been making chicken long before that, you know, and sure. stuff like that. But it was the first KFC restaurant open. I guess okay, you say up in Murray. Took him there. Then this last time he was here this last summer, took him around here, Orm and Prova area, just showed him around the sites and stuff like that. And so, so you're still getting out to? I mean, are there are there like photo clubs or anything? Are you are you? Uh, this this is where I've been curious, and even even like with this podcast, right? To even, uh, kind of with the theme of like, let's talk local of what's going on in the local. Uh, so you, I mean, you just go out by yourself, or do you do you ever get like groups of people? I know you and I have kind of chatted about maybe getting some groups of people, and, and you know, possibly. Because uh, again, back to I, I started talking in the beginning. I used to organize these what they called insta walks, and I mm-hmm. might have already kind of told you that through some through text messages and stuff. But uh, that's why you know I didn't know if there was like any monthly photo walks or photo get-togethers. There should be. There should be. I think that would be. A, I think that would be a blast. Um, I know we brought the whole. Who was it? I think it was Wendy from the Demolished Solid podcast yeah. who mentioned. Um, the Grim Ghost Tours up in Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah, man. She mentioned something like that to me before. I was like, "Oh, you know that would, that would actually be really because I've done a I've done a um, paranormal investigation up at the Anson Call House and up in Bountiful." Yeah, uh, with a friend of mine on his on uh, his parent on his um, YouTube channel. I was there for a night with him. I'm I'm not sure if you're familiar with who uh, Anson Call is. One of the early settlers of the Salt Lake Valley. But. Yeah, you know I don't know history of Utah as well as you do, man. Like I need to get it better with it. Uh, thanks, thanks, Dad. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I'm on. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, Anson Call. He's one of the early settlers. I found out that after I did that investigation, I found out through my aunt that she's she's a descendant of the Anson Call back in Washington. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, it's awesome. You know, and then um, but it was it was just, it was a different experience. I don't necessarily 
I want I don't want to say I believe in the paranormal, but I do believe that there is an afterlife, you know, sure. stuff like that. Um, but when it comes to hauntings, I want, I'm just curious, you know, I want to know. Sure. So, and, um, still scary to be in a dark building at night, man, by yourself, especially by yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I'm pretty sure Wendy mentioned it to me once through, uh, Instagram. Okay. Um, doing a, a grim ghost or I, I asked her, hey, do you think it would be fun if we got like a group together, like some like local podcasters, YouTubers, photographers, just to uh. do like a, like one of these walking tours in like downtown Salt Lake. I should like, oh, that'd be a blast. I was like, okay, well, I can spread the word around a little bit, see if we can get something something settled up. My schedule is pretty busy with work, so I don't think I'll be able to get around to something like that this summer. But maybe next summer, I thought it would be kind of fun, you know, to do something with you and the Utah Podcast Coalition. Sure. Um, or, or now we're saying it on the podcast. So, so if you're listening and you have any interest, reach out to Chris or or Chris, either one of Chris us, or Chris, either one of us, <laughs> and uh, let us know so we can kind of keep you in the loop if this ever gets organized. Yeah, you know? I mean, if we could get enough people interested, I think we want to probably have a group of like ten to twenty people. I know the I know the guys that this is the this is a place podcast. I know they would be do, down for doing something like that. Um, there's also another YouTube channel. I think. It, they're called the Boohive State. I'm they're, not familiar with them either. They, they, uh, they don't post on their YouTube channel very often. It's usually when they to- post a few episodes onto their YouTube channel around like Halloween time, October okay. time. Um, but they they talk about some more of the scarier stuff, but the scarier side of Utah. Okay. Um, so I they I know they I know they know a few things about stuff like that. I thought it'd be kind of interesting, you know, me, you you know, 10, 15 other people or something like that. They get like, a group oh. together to do something like that. Cause yeah. And honestly, the Salt Lake cemetery is probably my favorite thing about Salt Lake city. Dude, the, I the, love going there. The I, Salt Lake cemetery. I used to live like a half a block away from the Salt Lake cemetery. So right up there in the Avenue. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Years ago, actually my neighbor of where I was living was a headstone. Like oh. they made headstones. What, is it that was the Walker monument? I think that's what it's called. It might have been. It's, I think it's, is that M Street? I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's N, uh, yeah. N Street right there. The main entrance yeah. is right there. I think N Street. I just, I, I remember I had a, a party one time at my house and, and a few people got a little too drunk and they, let's go pick up the headstones, you know? And, <laughs> and they thought they would be all funny and try. And I'm like, yeah, good luck doing that. But yeah, no, the Salt Lake Cemetery, the Lily Gray. Have you ever gotten pictures of I the have, Lily yes, Gray? Little, I have. That's such a trip, man. Victim of the six six beast or something. Yeah, like, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, I did it like a whole like yeah. from sight, but I was like, because well, you hear about it. Exactly, At least I did. I used to hear, and I'd be like, oh, this is a rumor, right? <laughs> like, like people, there's no way there's this here in Utah. Yeah, exactly. Then, have you heard of the emo grave? I don't think so. Tell me more. Oh, <laughs> tell me more. So, em- the emo grave is the grave of Jacob Mortz. And he is credited with founding the first major brewery here in the state of Utah. Okay. Um, German immigrant from Bavaria. Um, I think he, I want to say he died in the early 1900s. I want to say about 1910-ish, something like that when he he passed away. The reason why his, um, he was cremated, he's got like a, like an above ground mausoleum right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the only one there. And on the... On the door of his mausoleum, there's like a big old emblem with the letter M for his last name. Sure. And someone had etched in E and O. So it was spelled. Oh, emo. It would spell emo. And the story goes, if you walk around his 
um, mausoleum three times around midnight, backwards, St. Emo, all the way around, supposedly you would see some glowing eyes peering out of the window back at you. I don't know if that's true or not. Have you tried I, it? I haven't tried it. <laughs> I, I have visited his grave before. and now the, do it. The fence, or like the little window pane that was in the door, is actually uh, closed off with a steel plate now. So whether we try, whether you can peer through a steel plate or not, I don't know if you can. <laughs> but... I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm into ghosts, man. I'm into like spirits and, and uh, that paranormal stuff. I see. I, I'm interested in it too, but that, I'm just, I'm more curious than I am sure, anything, you know. But sure. Like, I want to know. <laughs> and, and I can't 100 percent say if I believe or not. I find it fascinating, oh, yeah. and I definitely think there's something there. I definitely, whether that's like a, a spirit like we, we see in the movies or, you know, or cartoons of how they portray what that's all like, I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm just interested in seeing like the evidence. I want to see it for myself. You know, I want to see it for myself. I want to know if it's all true and stuff like that. You know, having the whole being haunted, quote unquote. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what movie's coming to my... Did you ever watch that movie Ghost Dad, wasn't it? Ghost Dad? It sounds Bill, Bill Cosby, wasn't that Bill Cosby years ago? I don't, it's, it, I don't know why I'm even talking about Bill Cosby. <laughs> but, uh, so let's talk Let's talk about your, uh, like, camera setup, man. Like, like, you probably have a different setup now than when you started, right? Like... What what do you what what kind of camera are you taking pictures with? Is it anything fancy? Do you have like anything any fancy bells or whistles, or is it just like Not a bunch of simple stuff? Not necessarily. Like I, uh, I used to have like a little point and shoot camera that I would use just to take pictures just real quick, um, like a thirty five millimeter or something. Just or? like a little point and shoot, like a little cool like Nikon cool pics. Oh, okay, okay, so, okay. So I was I was using that for a little while. Then I ended up taking a photography course one semester at UVU, okay. and. Uh, did you find that to be beneficial? It it definitely helped out for sure. One of the class requirements is to go out and buy like a DSLR yeah. or, or use a DSLR. My wife already had one that I could have used, but for some reason our teacher wanted us to have our own, so we had to go buy a, go out and buy a second one, a second yeah, DSLR. They had no idea if they, so I, you know, exactly. I did. Or you use that as an excuse? No, that that was true. That was true. That's. What I, <laughs> that's that's like, actually, honey, I have to get my own. The that's exactly the excuse my wife and my mom said to me. He's like, are you sure? Sure, serious? You know, they kind of give me that look. Like, mm. I had, but I had pulled out the syllabus. I was like, the syllabus for the course. It says right here, get your own camera to do do this with. I'm like, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So you got you. So you went out and got a camera. Right, so I went out and got like a little DSLR, and I've been using it ever since. Is it like 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 just it, nothing fan like a Nikon or, it's or? A, the one I use is actually a Canon. Canon Rebel ES or EOS T5. Okay, because I think EOS that's, yeah, yeah. Because I, I need to get a new camera, actually. I don't even have a DSLR right now. Yeah. Uh, it's nice using the DSLR just because you get the zoom in. You can zoom in really close and get some really good pictures. Sure. Um, but honestly, my iPhone could probably take a better picture than it. It's just, I've, the part about using a DSLR that I do enjoy using, using with it is being able to edit the photos the way I want to edit it. You know what I mean? Um. You can take the picture, and I actually upload those photos onto my phone. I have, like, a little dongle that I can take the memory card on, upload it directly into my phone. Okay. And I use an editing app on there. Okay, to, right on your phone, yeah. Right on my phone, exactly. And then uh, I just, how I do it is, like, I take multiple pictures of pretty much the same thing, and I pick the one I like the most, 
and I'll put it onto my phone. I'll edit it a little bit. I don't like to do a whole lot of editing, but you know, just brighten up the colors just a little bit, put a little watermark in the cor- in the corner of the picture, and then I'll post it onto my onto not YouTube, but onto my Instagram. Okay. Um, and all the rest of the pictures I still keep. I put a, I upload everything onto my onto an external hard drive just so I have an, a backup copy of everything I take. So you put all your photos on Instagram, or is that kind of your main place you're putting them? Or you were, you were talking about Flickr, or is Flickr even still around? Flickr is still around. I, the only reason why I have a Flickr one is because, again, same UVU photography course. One yeah. is to upload our photos onto there. Well, Flickr was, I mean, it was great back in the day. I haven't used it for years. Exactly. But. And I, uh, I actually am a pro member, so I can upload Whoa, <laughs> whoa. Can, <laughs> I'm sitting next to a pro <laughs> member here of Flickr. No, I just, I mainly did that so I can actually share pretty much any photo I take and it helps me organize what the sure. subject is. You know, I take a lot of pictures of like the, um, university mall, especially when they're doing the demolition and the rebuilding of that Macy's into the Dillard's. I have a whole bunch of pictures of stuff like that from beginning to end. Pretty much. I keep all that into one folder just to document the, pro- the progress of that. And, um, same thing with the, with, with the whole plum tree plaza. I've been documenting that since about 2016, 2017 when they, began closing everything and rebuilding there and stuff like that. So um, have you, have you thought about like doing a blog or anything like to, 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 to be able to like, like put the photos, maybe type a little paragraph just a little bit more. So, so people could actually go in there a little bit and even follow along a little bit easier with your journey. I, I actually thought about doing something like that. Um, but with, especially with plum tree being so far along the roads, having to go th- for like a backlog of all that stuff like that. It just might be, uh, I guess I can always go back and, you know, do a blog post about like, Hey, this is what it looked like on such and such a date. Progress. Uh, this portion of the building has been demolished where, yeah, I thought about doing something like that, but the way with my work schedule going on, you know, I don't know if I have enough time to do a whole lot of that really, you know? <laughs> so, so, I mean, are you getting out very often and taking pictures or is it uh, like, do you, do you have like, cause I mean, you're, you're obviously work, you know, you have a full-time job. You probably work a decent amount, right? You have a family, mm-hmm. you have a life. I mean, you, 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 you're, you're, you're busy with those things. Just those two things alone from somebody who understands. I mean, how often do you think you get out taking pictures? My once a week, I try to go at least once a week. Okay. Sometimes I can't even get around to that. Um, what I do is, um, well, my wife on Sundays and Mondays, she likes to go to the gym in the morning time and she'll spend a good two, three hours at the gym right around the corner from where we live. Um, I'm kind of like a built in babysitter for our kids, sure. you know, so we don't have to get a babysitter. So I watch the kids and they're happy to come along with me. They'll come with me and we'll go have some breakfast at like McDonald's, like let them go run around the play place. And then after that, I'll run out and take as many pictures as I possibly can. And I won't even pay attention to like the angle, the lighting or stuff like that. Well, I, I will, that, that stuff is pretty important, you know, to yeah. me. but I'll like, I'll take, go there and take as many pictures of the same thing as I possibly can. Then I'll go through the, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 pictures of the same thing you took and pick out the one I like the most. Okay. And then that's about when I usually go and post a picture of that on my Instagram. And sometimes if I can't get around to posting a new picture or something, I just took that day or that week onto my Instagram. I'll go back. I'll go on my backlog and try to find something that might be interesting that I haven't really done much yet. And I'll take a picture and I'll edit a, like one or two or something like that. And then I'll post it onto my Instagram. I'll go on the internet, onto the internet. I'll see if I can find a picture that has a similar angle of the similar, of a similar site building 
or it could be a completely different angle of the building. But I'll still use that one. I'll credit whoever took that picture where I found that picture. I'll credit whoever took that picture so I can give them the credit for that one. And then I'll put, I'll post my same picture into that same post and say, Hey, gotcha. it, looked, it looked like this back then. Here's what it looks like now. Gotcha. And there's even some old pictures from the late, I want to say like 1850s on Ford, Charles R. Savage, one of the early photographers here in the Salt Lake Valley. Major inspiration for me. Sometimes I go, I'll go back and see if I go back into like some of the Utah archives, see if I can find, find some of his photographs, you know, like Temple Square or something else and that he took, he himself took. And I'll see if I can get the same angle that he took back in the 1870s, 1880s, 1890s and take it a modern picture and compare it together. Where do you learn? Like, where are, are you? Because you're a history person, I could tell. Mm-hmm. Like, Utah history. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, we live in a state full of you. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of great resources, books. and I mean, but is that kind of how you're finding out about most of your Utah history? Is like, like just going to, uh, uh, like, even there's a, there's a great bookstore on Center Street in Provo, Pioneer. Pioneer Book, yeah. Pioneer Book that has a lot of really cool old books in there, a lot of cool old history books and stuff. Is that kind of what you're doing or are you even some pie? I mean, wh- let's talk a little bit about that. Like, like where would be a good start for me to start learning about Utah history? For me, what, what I did is, um, you know, growing up Mormon. So I kind of got the history sure. out there and whether you like it or not, Utah has a big history of that, you know, Dude, of course, man, <laughs> like, I, I, you know, you got to embrace it, man. Exactly. And I, I try to keep my posts as far away from anything political or religious, because I know, it's a trigger, man. It's not, exactly. It's a trigger. Sometimes people get like really pissed off about it. Sometimes sure. they won't, you know? Um, so I try to steer as far away as from that as I possibly can, but it's, sometimes it's kind of hard to avoid that here, avoid that here in Utah, you know? Yeah. Um, but what I do is my wife's grandmother, she would send me a whole bunch of news articles about something that's going on in like Salt Lake city or some sort of historical significance here in the sure. state of Utah. And that just, that just, piques my interest anything historical like okay i gotta figure that out i would have done the same thing back home in a place that's not as i guess you could say religious as the state of utah yeah you know i mean you've been on the west coast before you know it's a completely different world out there yeah so i would have done the same thing out there if something piqued my interest i would have gone out there and go to do my research i would have done um i would have gone to like find a podcast to learn you know i'll look up something like the jfk assassination find a podcast but learn listen to it as much as i possibly can research it, visit the sites. Oh, you know, I look at it, I'll be like, oh, this is how so-and-so took this camera angle. This is how um, so-and-so, this is where so-and-so gave a certain speech and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, this is just so cool. Um, and I, speaking of the, the JFK assassination, I found out that JFK even came and talked uh, talk to the people here in Salt Lake City in 1963 before, before his assassination. Right about, about a month or two, I was like, oh. And just stand there at the Salt Lake Tabernacle has that, you know, it obviously has that LDS influence, sure. LDS history, but that hearing the fact that JFK gave a talk from that same podium, I'm like, well, that's just, that's just cool. Yeah. I mean, there's a, that's a tie into something that's not really religious in the state of Utah. And that's, that's mostly my main, that's what I want to mostly focus on when it comes to my Instagram stuff like that. I want to be able to, I had that same perspective when I was doing my YouTube, like I want to be able to show a side of Utah, like what you were doing with your podcast. I want to be able to show a side of Utah that isn't, Normal. Normal. Because of what people think. Exactly. Because me being a new, I guess you can say a newbie to the state of Utah, I had that same perspective about the state of Utah. Everything here is Mormon. Everything here is 
LDS, everything, everything. Yeah. And when I moved here, I it's a different world. It's man. it's different. It's not like what I thought it was. I was like, okay, and I moved to I moved here. I was probably twenty four, twenty five years old. Okay. When I was when I when we first moved here, and I was like, wow, this is way different than I thought it was. So that's that's what hit, and that's what piqued my interest about the state of Utah. Sure. I was like, I had I I feel like I had to start showing this side that people don't really think about. I mean, if they listen to I am the I am Salt Lake podcast, they'll learn that there's a lot of people here that you know, there's a lot of pot shops. There's a lot of breweries here. Utah has a really good, like, brewery scene. From I mean, I don't drink. Exceptional brewers. I mean, I really, don't, yeah. you know, I don't drink. There's a lot, there yeah. is a lot of that here in the yeah. state of Utah. I was like. Which you wouldn't think. Which you, you wouldn't you think. You wouldn't exactly. think, like, in as strong and as vibrant as it is. Exactly. And that's, like, the side of Utah that I'm interested in showing. Sure. And people don't even know that, that the movie Dumb and Dumber yeah. filmed here. I didn't even know that until after I moved here. I was like, wait, what? This is like my this is like my favorite movie of all time. I gotta I gotta go visit these sites. Sure. <laughs> and um even I have a cousin who actually lives in Salt Lake City right now, and he's probably lived there about seven or eight years. And just a few weeks ago, I was in downtown Salt Lake for work. I had dropped off a trailer to get unloaded, so I just started walking around downtown Salt Lake. Went to the apartment building where Harry Lloyd lived, which is maybe like two or three blocks from Temple Square. You wouldn't have think you wouldn't have thought that because you can't see Temple Square there in the background of it. You think they're in Rhode Island, like they're in the movie. And I was doing like a little story, like a live uh, Instagram story. And my my cousin saw it. He's like, "That's like three blocks from where I live. I didn't even know that." <laughs> and that's the thing: a lot of people don't know these things are in their own backyard. Exactly, exactly. And and that's the side of Utah I, that I like to show. So, and what's really interesting, you know, with us not knowing what's in our own backyard is a lot of times it's the out of state people that know about these things mm-hmm. because they're doing research because they're like, oh, I'm going to go visit in Utah and I want to know what to visit. And so they're like, oh, cool. Dumb and Dumber was there. But then it's like <laughs> us locals. We don't even know it. Exactly. And it's like we spend all this money to go vacation in other states when there's so much we could be doing in our own backyard exactly and i was the same with, with the even with the movie the sandlot yeah the I, sandlot man i didn't even know that was filmed here Most that's a of, big utah movie exactly man. and a lot of it was from the salt lake yeah. um, ogden even and yeah. i found out that the scene in that movie where they're at the carnival they chew yeah. the tobacco they start barfing out the ride that's right here in american fork yeah i did not know that and just two blocks away is the same church building that john lithgow preached out of in Fulus. dude you know what okay this is what, tell me if you're in to do this. And I don't know how we would 100% do it, but we should do a podcast episode running down every movie that was filmed in Utah. That would be great. I know a lot of John Wayne movies are filmed in Southern Utah. Yeah. That and even Back to the Future Part 3. Okay, see, I didn't even know about that, that man. A lot of those okay, western let, scenes let's are save here. This, let's save this. We're, we'll do a, a separate, po- if, you're, if you're game, like in a, a few months down the road or something, let's start making some lists. Like, I'm going to give you some homework when you get home today. Let's do it. And uh, if, for listeners, I'm going to actually do a shout-out. If you know of any movies that are filmed in Utah, send it to Chris or myself because we're going to do an episode. We'll do a follow-up episode a few months down the road. Uh, maybe in fall time or something like that, you know? Let's do it. I, I am 100%. I, I don't know that. exactly the best way. I mean, we could even just start, go alphabetized or something, and, and, and then we could even 
try to come up with lo- if there's locations we could talk about or I, I don't know how we would do it, but I think it could be fun. Kind of kind of like what we're doing, but on a deeper level. Oh, I am 100% down for that. Let's okay. Do, let's okay. Do it. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, cool, man. I, you know, um, I'm trying to think what else, you know, so you, so you're taking camera, you're, you're doing photos, you're taking pictures, you post on Instagram. People can follow you on Instagram, right? What's, what's your, uh, username on Instagram? On Instagram is at Shriner dog underscore photos. It's, a mouthful, S-H-R-I-N-E-R-D-A-W-G underscore photos. And and can people go check out Flickr or? Oh, yeah. or um, I, I I use that same tag on Flickr, but it's also my, reg, my regular name. Usually okay. what I'll do is I'll post a few pictures here and there, and then um, I'll share a link in my profile okay. um, to where they can see the rest of my photos on Flickr and stuff like that usually. Usually I have like a little news article I'll share there related to my post. And, and I know what I wanted to ask you too is uh, podcast recommendations because because you know you've already mentioned a few at the beginning demolish Salt Lake and and this is the place at Windy on the I am Salt Lake you know a couple years back and and I'm always trying to give shout outs to podcasts but I'm also trying to learn about a lot and and for some reason I've kind of been out of the uh, local podcast community uh, I I used to stay up on every uh, local podcast mm-hmm. but there's been so much lately. That I don't even know. So for my own, even oh, oh excuse me, for my own selfish reasons, <laughs> I want to know if you have any podcast recommendations that I should be checking out or that you're enjoying listening to right now. For me, if they are Utah related, obviously this is a place I listen to them. I listen to your podcast. That's where I get you know a lot of recommendations of new restaurants. I'm when I'm regular, to. at least, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Damala Salt Lake, um, messing with Mormons. I think I believe, yeah. I believe they changed their podcast name recently. They're pretty fun to listen to. Um, but anything outside of that, um, because, like I said, I'm not a local, so I'm... Okay. I'm, you know, I, I watch, like, on YouTube, I'll follow Jacob Barlow. He posts a lot of his, like, Utah history stuff like that. He visits a whole bunch of, like, the historical markers in the state of Utah. Um, he follows a lot of that all over the state, pretty much. He's a good one to follow. And let's see. I'm trying to think of anybody. Um no, no, that's cool, man. If those are the ones that come to your mind, you know, I, I, those are a good start for people to start searching and, and start checking out, uh, especially those other Utah ones. In uh, in messing with Mormons, I think turned into the Insult podcast, if I'm not that's mistaken. Right. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with that. Last time I was actually supposed to go on that show, and then and then they said they disbanded or broke up or something yeah. like that, and and so that got canceled. I don't know. What yeah, the, that's. That's what I heard as well. Then also the um, on YouTube, the Boohive State, they have a few episodes that they've released that we mentioned a little while ago. They kind of focus a little bit more on the scarier side of Utah, yeah. using historicals, like, you know, mytholo- Utah mythology, basically. Um, and on uh, Instagram, I know there's also uh, Rachel's, H- Rachel's SLC history. Okay. She that, does, she does yeah. a lot of that stuff. Yeah, like no, that. okay, I follow her, yeah. Um, she's a good one. And then that's... Utah-related, that's all I can think of. Okay, no, 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 that's great. I mean, that's, you know, or even non-Utah. I mean, do you ever listen to the the podcast Hardcore History? I don't, but I don't, actually. That's new to me. Oh, my gosh. If you're a history person, see, I'm not a huge history person, but, I mean, some of his episodes are like six hours long, but he puts a lot of time into his podcast. Anyway, so, yeah. Another good one I just just now thought of off the top of my head was uh, SLCCs. I'm pretty sure you follow him on Instagram, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. SLC, he's a good one. Is is his name Brian? I think think his name is Brian. He's a a good one. He runs. Is that the guy that ran every street or no? I, I 
think kind of think of it, I think that it's the same guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so, I had him on. Uh, I am Salt Lake because he he just like started. His goal was to start running every street in Salt Lake, and then he started taking pictures and documenting it or something. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, that sounds about that sounds about right. And also, you, I know you've had him on the ten year anniversary, but the Donut Critic. Yeah. If you want to find anything that's Benjamin like, Lee. If you want to find anything that tastes good or looks good or yeah. remotely, you want to find find out food that's good. He's a good one. I need to get him him back through here now that I'm kind of shifting some things with the show, and I'm just co-hosting or not co-hosting, hosting. I guess. I'm not <laughs> co-hosting. Well, very cool, man. I've I've enjoyed chatting with you today, man, and getting to know you a little bit better, Chris. I know we you know we chatted here and there, but I didn't even know everything that we've chatted about today. Oh, yeah, so I, I learned a lot about you, man. But anything else? I mean, you know, I, we probably just skimmed the surface with things, man. But like anything else you want to that you were like, I was hoping we'd talk about this, Chris, or. Anything you um, want to promote or, or 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 share or, I guess when it comes to the bottom, just when you do stuff like the whole abandoned stuff, just be careful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's dude. That's it. a heck of a story, man. I really appreciate you sharing that. Hey, no problem. I just hope that what I experience, people can look at it and just say, "Hey, yeah, just gotta be careful." <laughs> you know, what would be the best? Is is there a way like? That people could reach out to you if they want to, if they want to say hello, or if they have photography questions, or even possibly interested in doing a ghost tour with us, like with the, you know, doing a photo, dude, or or you know what, I'm I'm even gonna throw this out there. If you know of any like photography groups too, reach out to Chris or myself, mm-hmm. uh, get together, or or if you have interest, maybe we need to start just putting some together ourselves, man. That that would be a blast. I uh. guess you say the best way to reach me is probably sending me a message on Instagram. Okay, I'm. I'm pretty vocal. And, and what is that on Instagram again? Uh, at Shriner Dog underscore photos. Shriner, just S H R I N E R. Is that Shriner? Yeah, exactly. Shriner Dog. And then D O G or D A W? D A W G. Okay. Underscore photos. You gotta have dog. Like, yeah. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> Shriner Doggy Dog. <laughs> well, very cool, man. Thank you. Thank you for uh, recording. Hopefully, it hasn't been too uh, painful to sit down in here and, and uh, chat with me today. Um, but I appreciate what you're doing for the local community with, with documenting photos and collecting, uh, history really. I mean, memories of history. As I get older, I see the importance of that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, thank you. For, thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely, man. Dude, we're going to come, we're going to do that movie podcast, man. Let's, let's do uh we'll do that. We'll, we'll definitely plan. I, I'm going to make a note of that so we don't forget oh. it, but, uh. No, I'm going to be on your butt about it. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank thank you so much. Hey, thank you, man. All right. Many, many thanks to Chris Sarine for joining me on this episode of the podcast. So nice to sit down with him and uh, have him share his story with you guys and and talk Utah photography. I think it would be really fun to uh, bring him back here on the podcast and, and do a whole episode on uh, different movies that were filmed here in Utah. I think that could be a really, really fun episode. And I think he's the dude for the job. Um, But hey, like I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, I want to make sure to get you guys uh, involved in some of the upcoming events that my real estate team is doing. You know, they're, they're fun for the whole family. They're free to come out to and just come and hang out. And, uh, it'd be good to see you guys. If I've, if I've never met you, it'd be good to meet you. And if I've met you, it'd be good to see you again. But all you got to do is, uh, send me a DM, send me an email, get in touch with your email address, and I'll make sure to get you uh, on the list 
to get invites to uh, upcoming events or giveaways or all that good stuff that my real estate team is doing. So on that note, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Many thanks to each one of you for uh, your support, for your love, for sharing the podcast, and most of all, for just listening. So you guys have a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye now.